Welcome back to the Little Things Podcast. Today we have an extra special guest um, with us. She is a repurposed nurse practitioner. She um, has a wealth of knowledge on many topics, and uh, we're glad to have her today as we talk about um, digital usage, technology usage with children. So Kathy Carter, uh, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes, I'm Kathy Carter. Thank you for the invitation, Bethany. Um, I've been a nurse since 1978, a nurse practitioner since 1995, and a lactation consultant since 1992. So I've been married to the same lovely guy for 46 years, Jimmy Carter. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we have two kids and five grandkids, and so now I get to do a lot of volunteer things in the community and abroad as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Kathy just came back from Africa a couple mm -hmm. weeks That's ago. Right. And how many times have you been to Africa? Twice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. And to Haiti and to Mexico and, yeah, mm -hmm. a lot of different places to serve as a nurse practitioner. Yeah, it's wonderful to be Jesus' hands and feet. Mm -hmm. It just dawned on me after all these years that your husband's name is Jimmy Carter. Yeah, <laughs> not the 90-some-year-old Jimmy Carter. Yeah, much the younger. The 72-year-old Jimmy Carter. <laughs> but... Social media is one of my soapbox things that I really like to talk to about, and I'm concerned about it. Yeah. Um, we are just talking, the last couple episodes have been about anxiety and how to uh, address anxiety and some little um, tricks to help kind of calm your body and, mm -hmm. and teaching that to our children. And now we're going to be talking a little bit more about some triggers of anxiety or what can, you know... A cause that anxiety or feed it at least and technology and social media was one of the first things that came to our head and you are the person we want to talk to about it and there are some good things there are some good things with uh, social media some benefits because think about with covid and school shutting down how important it was to be able to zoom classes and mm -hmm. to stay connected education wise Mm -hmm. So there are some valuable things, and there's a you can Google anything and learn about it. It's so amazing. there are some benefits, but there's also some terrible things with social media as well. Mm -hmm. So we need to talk about those, be aware of those things, and teach our kids to be did digital citizens, good citizenship. And we got to, as parents and grandparents, we are the role models. We are the mentors. Mm -hmm. So we have to monitor our own usage, set a good example, and monitor their usage as well. So let's, before we even dig into the deep meat of social media, how about simple screen time, Kathy? When, when you think, I'm, I'm definitely looking as a parent of, of teens and 20s and myself looking at the screen time that I have, but then our students are between the ages of 18 months and five years. What is recommended screen time for all ages? The American Academy of Pediatrics says that there should be no screen time at all for kids under the age of 18 months. And that is so hard to do mm -hmm. in our society. And then for kids until eight, maybe an hour a day. And then after eight, like two hours a day. But that just... That's not the real world. Right. Um, statistically, I looked up some things. 35% of 
of kids 13 to 17 are constantly on social media, whether it be TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram, Google, whatever. And then 8 to 12-year-olds, close to 40%, say they're constantly on social media. That, air that is mind-boggling <laughs> to me. Yeah. And so constantly meaning just always connected. Even always if connected. I'm doing whatever, my phone's mm-hmm. probably in my hand. I can turn it on yep. a second. I'm, and yeah. notifications. And yeah. I've had kids always in the clinic, when I see them, they'll have their phone in their hand. And I'll say, please give me your phone so we can talk. And they won't give it to me. And I, I, I finally get it away from them, and I'll set it on the counter. But they almost are, their hands are yeah. shaking. They're watching their phone all the time. They are so attached. It's like an extension of them. That's interesting you say that because, you know, we have little baby Daniel who's six months mm-hmm. old, and we go in for his well visits, and they give us a piece of paper, and we're reading through it. And it talked about screen time, how really limiting screen time, even having it on in the background. Mm-hmm. And um, we just brought it up because Michael was there and he was reading it and he made a comment like, yeah, we notice with the, even when the TV's on that we're watching, Daniel wants to watch it. So we've mm-hmm. started shutting it off. And the doctor was like, yeah, it's, I know it's bad when I have two year olds or 18 month olds come to the appointment and they can't get through just the time with the doctor without having their parents' phone or their tablet, whatever. Yes. And those are just little babies. And think about the physiology. Of course, I like like the science and Mm -hmm. all that. But the child's brain develops for the first 26 years of their life. I think we forget that. And the first two years, they're especially vulnerable as they develop neurons and synapses and those kind of things. So, you know, we're careful about what we feed our children to make their bodies healthy. We need to be careful about what we feed their minds as Mm -hmm. well. So now that doesn't mean that you and I can't get smarter because we're all over age 26 here. Mm -hmm. Are you Bethany over 26? Oh, just barely. Just barely. Mm -hmm. Okay. I like how she didn't ask me if I was over 26. (laughs) She knew I was under 26. Right, exactly. But I just think it's important to realize that their brains are growing and developing until they're 26 years of age. And as we age, we can still learn new things, but it's such an important developmental time. Mm-hmm. Well, and especially that birth to five. Yes. Well, and one of the things that I think is so interesting is a study I read one time, and you can probably speak to more to this, is we know young children, when they're gaining their language, they need interaction mm-hmm. between an adult, a trusted adult. They can be watching, I don't even remember, I, I'm not a screen person, so the Coco Melon, is that one of them? Mm-hmm. Uh, all of these different things that are kind of advertised as educational. But even with the words and the language, they're not making that connection because it's not a human connection. So mm-hmm. even what we think is educational, they're not growing socially. They're not growing um, their language at that point. And they're not learning with touch, their hands, right. with smells, with tastes, with social contact. Yeah. It's just a visual learning. That interaction is so important. It is important. And it's important for our older kids, too, to understand body language and social cues. Mm -hmm. And that's not happening with social media. So as scary as that sounds, I know that myself, I 
I can hear that and go, I'm on my phone way too much. Um, I don't watch a ton of TV, but I, I mm-hmm. have probably way more screen time than I need. My children probably have more screen time than they need. What are Do you have some ideas, suggestions to help? I have limit. a lot of ideas. <laughs> yeah. Her face just lit up. <laughs> um, first of all, though, I want to talk a little bit about the risky things with social media, that when we're on it so much, the brain just gets overloaded. And there's some good research studies that shows how, and they've been good controlled research studies where they've taken kids that have played like two hours of video games a day, nonviolent, and two hours of video games that are violent, scanned their brains and shown how on a PET scan, their brain anatomy and physiology is different. And the amygdala, um, the limbic system, how it enlarges, there's more aggression and ADHD and just how it changes the brain Mm. function and the structure of the brain just with two hours a day. So, but there's a lot of unhealthy content on social media and we see more anxiety and depression, which you guys talked about last time too. So I think it's important, not just with social media, but with all the stressors in today's culture that kids have a toolbox. Um, Did you talk about that? last time just keep talking oh okay. <laughs> we shared um some some like things to do like breathing and um we talked about that but yeah so i i talked to my kids about having a toolbox or a backpack okay. um with some you know every child grows and develops differently and you know we may think as parents we're parenting the same but we don't because each child is so individual, their personality is different, they mature differently. So you have to, some kids you can have a make-believe toolbox, but some kids need a real toolbox or a Mm. real backpack. And we come up with 10 things. So if they have some anxiety or separation anxiety or sadness or whatever the issue is, we think about 10 things we can put in that toolbox for different situations. So something Brilliant. that they mm-hmm. could use at school, something that they could use at home or in the car. or So it might be deep breathing. Mm-hmm. It could be the magic mustache mm. where you put your finger above your lip and you press and you take some deep breaths. It just makes you smile. Um, <laughs> and there's something with reflexology and with ah. that. It might be a Bible verse. It could be mm-hmm. listening to music. It could be a picture, a family picture that just makes you remember something. It could be silly putty, mm-hmm. a little thing of silly putty or Play-Doh that they could do with their hands. So there's a million and one things you could put in your toolbox. I love that. Yeah. So, but going back. Yeah. Um, you asked me about as far as what can we do as parents, I think, and grandparents too. Well, first, um, sorry. Oh, go ahead. But talking about the risks, we can't talk about what risks without also talking about pornography as well. Oh, yeah. And the exposure to pornography being at an earlier age. Maybe you, um, the last statistic I heard, the average is a 10-year-old has been exposed. The mm-hmm. average age is 10, which means there are younger kids as well and older kids, but just being online, you will accidentally be exposed to so many things. And those little brains, those are powerful images and powerful things that. And you can't get them out of your head once you see them. I think 
we don't always realize that the kids, when they're on social media, a digital footprint is created, and those digital marketers pick up on that, and then they will specifically throw in, according to their algorithms, Mm -hmm. digital marketing feeds. So let's say you um, were looking up things on... um, diet and exercise and you're a teenager Mm -hmm. they're going to feed you things on anorexia bulimia or -hmm. let's say you're into science fiction they're going to send you things um that you didn't sign up for but it might be on conspiracy theories Mm -hmm. and violence and cyberbullying and that type of thing Mm -hmm. so um there's a digital footprint out there so and I'm not smart about all this media stuff, but you've got to do your settings on private. Mm-hmm. I think every family needs to talk to their kids about being a good digital citizen. So, Because what you, what you say on there can hurt people, mm-hmm. whether it's a photograph or words or you're excluding them from an activity. That's just mean. Oh, yeah. I that think- hurts. I like to talk about this with my husband, Michael. He's a middle school and high school teacher at Lincoln Lutheran. And just he always kind of um, gets a different perspective from me because, you know, he's a boy and boys and girls are different and boys and girls are different in how they bully each other. And so just ideas of, um, yeah, social media, if I put a picture up of me, Rachel and Kathy having the best time ever, well... Joe's not in the picture and she knows she's not in the picture and she's left out of the picture. You know, it's so subtle and so powerful and so hurtful. And Joe, I would include you, (laughs) 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 but yeah, it's those little things of, Oh, that's not even, no one would see that picture and see bullying, but you know, it's still hurtful. And And there is a lot of cyber bullying. I saw a lot of that in practice. Yeah. So I think it's important that parents ask their kids every day, well, what's the craziest thing you saw on social media today? Mm -hmm. Or sit down and play that game with them and see Mm -hmm. what they're seeing. Um, Look at their their accounts. Make them accountable. Talk about it. But I think all families should sit down and do a family media plan. Yeah. Have you guys ever done, we've done, so me and Michael and my best friend Kaylee, who um, is my age, we had a, we got together once and we're like, let's all look at each other's Instagram for you pages of what, because mine was all baby content because Instagram knew Mm -hmm. I had a baby. And Michael's was all like woodworking and tying ropes I don't know I don't know it's a sailor yeah and Kaylee's was something totally different of yeah we don't see the same content because Instagram knows us and it is creepy mm-hmm. I've never thought of like let's sit down with the high schooler what is your that is that would be fascinating well and we so as adults whose brains are fully formed over the age of 26 can you, for the layman, tell us a little bit what's about what's happening to those brains that are seeing all this content? Like as their brains are developing, what parts of their brains are not yet fully developed? And their entire brain isn't yeah. fully developed, and especially 
So the how does this cortex. hit them when they're trying so, to process this bullying? When yeah. it's hard for us, yeah. those brains are. They just don't have the maturity, um, mm-hmm. and they're posting all this stuff in an adult world, and they're just kids, mm-hmm. and there's predators waiting to take advantage of them. So I, you know, it's going to be different for every family, but I really encourage families to look at. There's a healthychildren.org. It's um, put together, you know, everything on the internet is is right. But <laughs> this is a good site because it's put together by the American Academy of Pediatrics and some other people that know what they're doing. So um, there's a family media plan on there. There's a, a questionnaire that they've partnered with AT&T, like, are you ready or is your child ready for a cell phone? Mm-hmm. And you take that little questionnaire and go through it, and it it really helps to guide you. So mm-hmm. those are a couple good support things, I think. Tell us more about a family media plan. Like, what does that even look like or consist of? So it means putting your phones down during a meal and actually sitting down and talking together. So the family media plan would say, this is what we're committing to as a family. We're going to put our phones down. Like, that's an example of yeah, we're all going to agree to Yeah, but you have to start somewhere. So yeah. phones down, sit down and say, we're going to have a, a family get-together right now. We're going to make out our own family media plan. So you include everybody in that planning and mm-hmm. just share your concerns, and you all commit to, okay, we're not going to have any phones during dinner. Or mm-hmm. like, you know, a lot of us are eating at Runza or McDonald's or something because of sports and activities, but you make make a commitment to not use your phones during mealtime so you can actually talk. We agree that we're not going to post pictures. Um, we agree that we're going to say nice things about people. Um, we agree that we're going to let our parents look at our phone every day and be held accountable for that. We agree to, there's a whole list mm-hmm. of things in that family media plan. And they suggest it on that website? They yes. give you starting off points. Or we That's agree really nice. we're not going to go to R-rated movies. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's you individualize it for your family. But everybody signs that family media plan, and then you look at it again, you know, in six mm-hmm. months. Because it changes as they get older. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned determining if they're ready. Mm-hmm. Right. What what steps would help a parent determine if their child is ready for social media? A lot Do you of have any ideas? Yeah, a lot of it is age, maturity, um, their problem solving skills. Uh, Do they have problems with anxiety, depression already to start with? Do they have problems with attention and focus already? Um, can they be responsible? Do they lose things easily? How responsible are they? Mm-hmm. And what's the purpose? Why do they need a cell phone? Is it a safety thing or is it just so they can do social media? And how are they doing academically? Mm-hmm. I, and I don't know. Even if all those super responsible and excelling academically and all of those concerns were not there, Social media is still like a thing of its own, you know, that it can is. create problems that are so unnecessary. So it's not bad 
in itself. It's just mm -hmm. that we overuse it, and there's so many inappropriate things in social media that just sneak their way in. Yeah. Yeah. We know yeah. that we can be addicted to anything. Mm -hmm. Would you call what we're doing with our phones as adults and children a form of addiction? Yes. Yes, I would. And baby steps, but is there any time that we need to think about even further intervention if we see our child who literally cannot put their phone down mm -hmm. and is fully reliant on that phone? As a practitioner, what, what would you suggest to help them mm -hmm. kind of through? I think you need to sit down as the child and the, the parents, not with the entire family, but individualize it to that child and share your concern out of love and that you're just providing some guidance, but um, I think you gotta use a timer and, and if they can't meet those expectations, then maybe the phone or the iPad doesn't get used till the weekend or for so many hours, but you gotta help them moderate it. What are signs of addiction for this? I don't like, know that that's formally been put into mm -hmm. diagnostic categories, but um, I would say uh, anxiety and stress if they don't have their phone with them, mm -hmm. um, using it more than three to four hours per day, um, mm -hmm. having to have it at the bedside when they go to sleep at night. And that's the other thing is... I think phones ought to be checked in, mm -hmm. in the kitchen and charging and not at the bedside because you'll see kids get messages at three, four in the morning yeah. or sexual content and it wakes them up, it interferes with their sleep, it's bad pictures um, mm -hmm. and sleep is so important, especially, especially to children to mm -hmm. heal, restore do well in school. So those phones do not need to be at the bedside. And we know with that blue light from the phones, it messes up their sleep and how their brain develops too, mm -hmm. even with the special glasses that have the blue light filters. Mm -hmm. What? So this is kind of silly, but what exactly does that blue light do? It affects the neurons and the synapses in your brain, how messages are transported. That's frightening. I need to not have my phone I do that. I use mine as my alarm, so it sits yeah. next no, to the bed. It's, and that's it's different if you're on call, but if you're not on call, you really don't. You don't need it. No. And you could put your phone in the bathroom, and you mm -hmm. would still hear your alarm. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be at the bedside. Mm -hmm. So that's if you can't. Fine, Kathy. If you can't <laughs> put it down or walk away from it it's or true. leave it for hours, you yeah. are addicted. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think that's as a parent, that's what frightens me so much is because I can regulate to some extent with what my children do. The 11 year old, absolutely, I can regulate. She doesn't have a phone, she won't have a phone. Um, the 19 year old, the 26 year old, I don't get to do that anymore. But then I look at myself and it feels pretty heavy because my phone is at my bedside. Mm -hmm. And does your 11 year old say, Well, mom, everybody else has a phone. Why can't I have one? Absolutely. And what do you say? Absolutely. Because I said so. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we do. We take that opportunity to talk about, mm -hmm. look, you know, I 
this is, it's a tool, but sometimes we take a tool as I'm pointing to the floor where my phone is sitting right mm-hmm. now, really close at, in arm's reach. We sometimes take those good things and misuse them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think we, we are sinners. We live in a sinful world. We are broken. The world is broken. Maybe, I mean, we shouldn't be surprised that we can use anything for bad. Right. Mm-hmm. Or for not healthy, or we are always going to skew to the unhealthy, even though there's good in things, there's always the bad, yeah. the dark. Yeah. Well, and what are we doing when I know if I choose to use social media, it's usually escapism, right? Absolutely. Distracting myself when maybe I'm overwhelmed with something else. And this is a brainless activity that I get to scroll through instead of it's a great distraction from the enemy, right? Mm-hmm. Where instead of being in God's word and in prayer, mm-hmm. I'm looking at the way I'm going to redo our wall in our bathroom, mm-hmm. which is what what's going to pop up in my Instagram feed right now. But, well, but it's a great distraction that takes us away from God's word and from spending time with him. So at Lincoln Lutheran, they've just made a policy where they cannot have their phones with them in class, where previous years they all Yay. had their phones. Oh, that is great Praise news. Lord. Yeah. So my husband who works there has noticed now we're a couple weeks into school before class starts, he has to calm everyone down because they're all talking. They weren't talking before yeah. because they were on their phones. Remember when you were in school. But isn't that yeah. a it's blessing? Wonderful. Yes. They are blessing. talking and communicating and looking in people's eyes and, and reading body language. Praise the Lord. Yes. Like that's yes. how we're created. I mean, that's, I think of when I was in school, that's when you talked and uh-huh. had fun. And or sent notes, yeah. all the little folded up notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Let's bring that back. Yes. And that, we're human beings. My um, daughter, Candace, she's a physician in Omaha, and they have two boys. And Henry is 11, and he wanted a cell phone. He's a sixth grader. But she got together with the other parents um, that are Henry's friends, and they talked about, do these boys really need cell phones? And they don't at Mm -hmm. this point. So they came up as a consistent group of parents saying, you guys are not ready, you don't need it, you're in walking distance to school, Um, Mm -hmm. we'll address this in another year, we'll revisit it, but Mm -hmm. not now. That's awesome. What a gift to each other to, you know, avoid that, well, he does have a phone Mm -hmm. and I don't, Mm -hmm. and let's just band together and do what's we believe is best. See, I think that goes back to some of our sermons now, too, about our neighborhood, mm-hmm. relationships, mm-hmm. connection. That is Real so... Real life connection. Yeah. yeah. Authentic. That's important. Yeah. One other thing um, with social media, too, that I'm seeing health-wise is we, we've had an increase in obesity, big increase because of our diet, but with so many video games and sedentary lifestyle... And then, you know, with COVID, too, kids were home, parents were trying to work. The obesity rate has just skyrocketed. And you know that that affects your heart, Mm -hmm. your kidneys, everything Everything. in your whole body, your body image, all those kind of things, too. And we're seeing a whole generation of nature-deficient kids. Mm. They don't play outside anymore. They do video games and social media. Mm-hmm. Which is one they of the things we talked trees, about. They don't climb trees. They don't ride their bikes. Um, they go to organized sports. 
but don't go to the parks and dig in the dirt and just play Open and be activities. creative yep. in their brains. Okay, so I just was listening to this podcast <laughs> and I'm going to try and say what they were talking about. It, they were, it was about college age students and um, video game addiction and how this was my interpretation of it at least. Our kids are so structured in their time. Every minute is structured. And then they go off to college and they have a lot of free time. And some of them are already coming in with this screen time addiction or video game addiction. And they don't know how to manage their time because it has always been managed for them. Mm -hmm. And this podcast was saying like, yeah, he was, they were talking to this college girl and she's like, well, I wake up and I have two hours before class and I don't know what to do. So I'm just on my phone scrolling. We have lost the art of I'm going to go out and exercise. I'm going to go for a walk quick or I'm going to do my devotion first or I'm going to go, um, you know, take care of myself in healthy ways. And the person on the podcast kept saying, we're always going to go to the easiest route. What's the easiest thing? You don't know what to do if you don't have those skills, you know, scrolling on your phone is the easiest Mm -hmm. thing or. I have a funny story. I'll just add to that. I think that's so valid. But my granddaughter, Ella, graduated from Pius High School this year, and she went to UNO in pre-nursing. And um, she went the week before for you know freshman orientation, and she's like, Grandma, there's so many weird people here. I've never seen this kind of population. You know, because she, mm-hmm. she grew up in a parochial Catholic school, and she's mm-hmm. like, Grandma, what do I wear? I've always worn a uniform. And I'm like, shorts and a shirt, but my backpack needs to match. And I'm like, your backpack is black. It's fine. (laughs) But she's like, she was just kind of lost because she was Mm -hmm. used to a full school day and then work and Mm -hmm. then social media and homework. Right. She was like, I have one class and then an online class. What What do I do? What, what do, do I you do? do? So what do you do, Kathy? Like, is that something we can focus on teaching our kids, like just some of those healthy practices to of daily routines? Or, yeah. 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 That you need to get out and exercise. You mm-hmm. need to actually have a play date with friends. Yeah. You need to go to the park. You need to have family dinners. Mm-hmm. You need to read a book. Yeah. You need Not, to be bored. Yeah. And it's okay we don't allow now our children at to our be house, bored. if the grandkids say, I'm bored, Grandma, they immediately get a chore to do. Yeah, that's yeah. what my growing up was. Yes. You never it's say like, bored. You should never be bored. You always there find are something Legos to do. and games and books and go outside and build a pirate ship, dig in the dirt. I don't care. Walk the dog. But use your imagination and get out of the house. Mm-hmm. And what a skill. Like, that is a life skill that everyone needs to learn. Those problem-solving mm-hmm. skills of, oh, what can I do, you know? There's always something to do. do. Mm -hmm. Always. I was talking to my mom about this, too, this morning, and just kind of prepping for this. And um, even just the skills of cleaning the toilet or washing the dishes. Doing laundry. Yeah. Sewing a button on. I can't tell you how many Mm -hmm. kids I've seen in the office that have duct taped their pants or stapled a hem in a skirt Mm -hmm. because they don't know how to do any simple mending. Mm Mm-hmm. You know where they can learn? YouTube. But that's, <laughs> that's true. Bethany. Oops, I mean, no. Ask Kathy. 
Exactly. That's what I'll do. Cut common threads, and we'll yeah, teach them yes. how to sew on a button and how to do a hem. And yeah. serve at the same time. Yeah, yeah with real goes. life people. Mm-hmm. But I think we need to look for servant Learning events. how to serve. Yeah. Yes. Learning to serve in the community. So as families. Mm-hmm. So we have... We have that. It's not Make a Difference Sunday. What is it coming up? Um, Serve Serve Sunday. Sunday. Serve Sunday. Mm -hmm. There's lots of opportunities like that. But going, making cookies together, Mm -hmm. following a recipe, that involves math and measurement and Mm -hmm. working together. Don't do it on YouTube. Read a recipe or a cookbook. Make cookies and then go visit somebody. Deliver. And be okay that... My sister just sent us a picture of her little two-year-old Franny making cookies, and there's flour everywhere. everywhere. And it was just yeah. a literal mess, and she's like, this is giving Josiah hives <laughs> her husband. <laughs> but that's wonderful. Like, uh-huh. that's what we should yeah. be doing. Be okay that it's not going to be perfect, uh-huh. but it's Their such a... hands are in it. Mm-hmm. They're... Their tongues are sometimes yeah. <laughs> so bake it. It's gonna bake out. Life the is yeah. messy, and mm-hmm. it's okay to be messy in the kitchen too. Yeah. But there are a lot of opportunities to serve in the community and volunteer. Orphan grain train, common threads, churches, um, mercy meals, mm-hmm. all kinds of ways to serve. And as we talked about in our sermon series, this joining Jesus on His mission is just being intentional in your community. Mm-hmm. I mean, just even. Being outside and getting to know your neighbors, baking cookies for your neighbors, mm-hmm. or you know, just have praying of like, okay, God, how can you use us? Which is the opposite of everyone sitting inside just scrolling on their phones, being Look. secluded. Yeah, right? feeling connected when you're not really because we know social media isn't real. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it, it's really it's hard today, though harder than it's ever been because. M- most families, both parents, are working outside the home now. Mm-hmm. And then you have to chauffeur kids all over the place, and there's still laundry and meals and housework and things to do in that short amount of time. Mm-hmm. So it really takes an intentional effort to parent kids nowadays and to do these things. And don't, don't feel like you have to be super mom or super dad. There's... Use grandparents. Mm-hmm. There's lots of older folks that are glad to pitch in and mm-hmm. help. And, you know, our church is a true family. So if you, if somebody needs help with something, just holler. But yeah. when we talk about the weight that parents carry, all those it different jobs. a lot of weight. And yeah. how damaging social media is for our young people. But then you look at that mom that's doing all of those things and is overwhelmed and is tired and maybe gets on social media herself to distract herself and all she sees are clean houses yes. mm-hmm. and well-dressed moms. How damaging it is it for us as and parents, too? And all this too? perfect decor. Yeah. <laughs> and you just think, oh, oh God. Yeah. Why? So something you're, you're trying, again, the enemy's using to distract us uh-huh. from spending time in the place that's going to really give us comfort in God's word and in uh-huh. prayer. And we're seeing everybody else has their life together and mm-hmm. we're... A disaster. So as damaging as it is for our children, it's damaging equally. for us. Yes. And it's just isolating, isolating. Mm-hmm. My mother-in-law is amazing, and she comes to two days a week to take care of little Daniel, my baby. And I woke up yesterday and could not move my neck and was in so much pain. And then my house was a mess, and I just wanted to cry. And she got there, and I was like, everything is terrible. And... <laughs> 
she was so kind to me. And I told her, you know, a lot of people would be really self-conscious about their mother-in-law. And I'm just so thankful that I can be a mess and she's okay with that. But I think that but what we have to allow ourselves to be a mess, yep. you know? What a blessing to her, though, to feel needed mm-hmm. and to be able to help you and baby Daniel. She, I came home and she had unloaded my dishwasher Aww. and she had straightened up. It was the <laughs> internet cannot do that. What? Yes. <laughs> But also, TikTok I think cannot no, do that. I can the, show you how. But the internet <laughs> makes us think I should have called Betsy and told her not to come, and I should have just taken uh-huh. care of myself that day, and I would have been a total wreck because I could, I can hardly move. Um, but so it's us not listening to those lies and saying it's okay mm-hmm. to be taken care of sometimes yes. too, and to be vulnerable to open your house and say. My life's a mess. Come on in. And I always say, don't steal that other person's joy of Mm -hmm. being able to serve and give. Because you'll give it back to somebody else sometime. But don't don't steal her joy Mm -hmm. in helping you. Yeah. Not everybody has that wonderful relationship with their mother-in-law. Yeah. You are blessed. I'm thankful. She's very kind to me. Um. Okay, that was a little tangent. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. That's all right. But was, all of this is just about community and living in the real world, really. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is how we're created and how we're For supposed that human to live. interaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any other thoughts, Kathy? We could talk about this forever. I know. Because it is fascinating. We could just talk to Kathy. Forever. I know, and I, I think so. we will. We'll have her on again for sure. Let me look at my notes. Oh, can I talk a little bit about cyberbullying? Yes. Okay. So cyberbullying is electronic or online bullying that includes a range of harmful words, actions um, that takes place in the digital field. So it could be sending a mean message. It could be um, publishing a picture of somebody picking their nose or, or their buns are out or whatever. It could be um, spreading untrue things or telling others not to include that person. So sometimes parents, when they learn about this, they'll say, well, I'm going to take your cell phone away. Mm-hmm. I would say if their child is the one being bullied, don't do that because you're, you're acting like you're punishing that child. Mm-hmm. I would talk to the child, support them. Don't take their phone away. Just monitor it. But I would take a screenshot of that message, and I, if you can, talk to the parent that, of the child that's doing this. Take it to the school principal. Or if it's harmful, threatening violence, you screenshot that and you take that to the police. Mm -hmm. Because I've seen it that bad before. Well, I mean, cyberbullying is linked to even suicide. Suicide, yes. And there's so many degrees. I Mm -hmm. mean, we think of the, the drastic, the threats, but also, just like you said, exclusionary, where you have three of the four people in a room in a picture and it gets posted and somebody feels really left out. Mm-hmm. Um, a friend and I were talking, it was just homecoming in Omaha. And she said her daughter, who's a senior, they thousands of kids there and nobody was dancing. And we were trying to figure out why, why would, oh. why don't they dance at dances anymore? 
And she said, you know, when we were in high school, there was no social media. There were no cell phones. Mm -hmm. And are they afraid that they're going to have a picture taken of them and posted? Fascinating. The deep reaching uh, claws of of the effects of social media. Where I do not walk around in fear of that every day. That someone's going to take an embarrassing yeah. video of me. Maybe I should because there's plenty <laughs> of content. Same. <laughs> but that's probably true that those kids just live in that heightened. And their social media is so curated to, sh- to portray the specific lifestyle. You know, mm-hmm. when social media came out when I was in college, it was so silly. Our Facebook was so silly because that's what it was at the beginning. But now. MySpace. Yeah, right? <laughs> But there now are high stakes. Yeah, yeah, there are high stakes. That's a good way to put it. And um, Kathy, you can speak more to this too, but I mean, people say things online that you would never, never say in person, no. but they'll say them online. Yes. I think we saw that from, from an adult perspective so much over COVID mm-hmm. and just the polarization as our our country has become more polarized and there's just no room for conversation or gray. People say horrific things Mm -hmm. to even their family members online. And that, I mean, I know stories. We all know stories of people then who I don't talk to my aunt anymore or my cousin or my, you know, just because of online stuff where if you were in the room together, you would have never said that. Mm -hmm. That's heartbreaking. We don't have the same digital citizenship. And yeah. our adults can't handle it. How do we expect our, our children for yeah. immature? Yes. Yeah. Who say mean things but to your faces? Not just <laughs> teenagers. I mean, we have eight and yeah. nine year olds with smartphones now that can publish their own TikTok videos and mm-hmm. they know more about all the features than I do. Mm-hmm. But they're presenting this in an adult world mm-hmm. for. I don't know approval and to be liked, but that's it's it's not true. It's not the real yeah. world, right? It's fake, yeah. And it is like individuals. Like if you go out into the internet, you're going on your own. We're sending these little baby eight-year-olds, fourteen-year-olds, sixteen-year-olds, four-year-olds. Yes, in the world on their own, mm-hmm. per, making that digital footprint on their own. We would not do that. We wouldn't send them to the mall on their own or, you know. Mm -hmm. So they're exposed to content. They're exposed to words. They're saying words that they would, they have too much privacy, right? Mm -hmm. That's a lot. A lot (laughs) to give our little kids. It is. So I would encourage people to go to Mm healthychildren.org and look at that family media plan and make it work for them. And also look at the AT&T um, when is your child ready for a cell phone if mm-hmm. they're struggling with that? I think those are two good resources. That's awesome. awesome. I'm this ex- has been great. Yes, Kathy, you're amazing. Oh. You are amazing. <laughs> Just like being a nurse. Yeah. And, and I love kids. Well, and they're precious, and, you know, it's our role to protect them and to love them and to and care for all the parts of them, yeah. including mm-hmm. their sweet little brains that are growing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we have to do this together. Mm-hmm. Not be super mom or dad. We gotta we gotta do this as a family and yeah. generations. And I think it's also important to say, you know, we social media, all of this came out so quickly mm-hmm. and 
we were so uninformed. So we allowed a lot of things that maybe people are, are regretting or would choose to do differently now. And that's okay. Like you can, you can only do what you know. And now Mm -hmm. if you have more information, you can make different choices and that's okay. You know, I don't want anyone to hear this and say, Oh, I've done everything wrong. Everyone's doing the best they can. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. if you have new information, you can make different choices as well. And yeah. And things are going to change drastically in the next five years, even. Mm -hmm. And with AI coming, we just got to do the best we can (laughs) and stay grounded in our faith and be intentional about parenting and moderate our own use and Mm -hmm. just be as educated as we can. Yeah. Well, thank you for starting this conversation with us. Thank you, Kathy. Next week, we're going to talk more, Rachel and I, about some resources for families to look into, um, some websites, some books, and tools, uh, Tools, yeah, to but keep the conversation toolbox going. and that backpack, which mm-hmm. I love that idea, too, mm-hmm. Kathy. So thank you, Kathy. You are welcome. And we'll see you later. This has been a Messiah Lutheran ministry production. Subscribe to Messiah Lutheran on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can also find our worship services and our Sermon Extra podcast by searching Messiah Lincoln on YouTube. Make sure you like and subscribe so you don't miss out on any of our content. If you'd like to know more about Messiah Ministries, visit messiah.us. We'd love to hear from you as well, so please email us at littlethingsatmessiah.us. messiah.us.